0: Welcome back to The 123 Show. Let's turn to our next part of today's program, and that is Tuesday. This week on Tuesday, food and drinks reporter Andrew Dambina speaks to locally based founder and CEO of Natural Organic Wine and Fine, wine and fine Spirits distributor, Loop Tomazzo, to find out more about where the organic and natural wine scene is at in Hong Kong right now. He started by asking about this niche wine market.
1: So our specificity as a wine importer is that we are specialised in uh, organic wines, organic and natural
0: wines. Can I ask what is the difference between organic and natural wine? Well, it's quite
1: difficult. It's a a question of flavour in the organic uh, making of the wine. So uh, the difficulty we have with the term organic is that it covers uh, different realities. But in practice, it's different level. Um, what we call bio wine is just a wine where there won't be any pesticides on the ground and no pesticides on the grapes. Mm. If you go to natural it will include the vinification mean the wine making to make it simple. The target is to have the wine as pure as possible.
0: So that means no additives?
1: Additives, you have a lot of additives in the wine, people don't know it, but in most of the conventional wine you have a lot of taste additives. You have of course sulfites, sometimes at a very high level, and a lot of uh, products that are not natural and that are made to make the wine maybe easy to drink and uh, faster to produce.
0: Hmm. Aren't there some additives to wine also which are natural in the sense that they might come from organisms like fish or certain uh, living organisms that do what is called fining of the wine, which is to purify mm. and uh, to clarify the wine?
1: Used to be, uh, less now, but uh, anyway, organic wine is not clarified. I mean, the natural wine is not filtrated. That's why when you look at it, it's, it can, the color is not very nice. Yes, for example, this wine, which is a wine from south of France, is almost completely natural. There's no filtration. So when you look at it, it's uh, the wine is a little bit trouble. What what completely make? Right, sense. we're
0: we're looking at quite a light-bodied red wine here. Yeah. Um, but as Luke is holding up this bottle to the light, it's not crystal clear. It's a little bit cloudy, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, the reason why the wine is like that is because to leave
1: all those uh, micro particles in the wine uh, helps to improve the taste and make it much better. So a clear wine doesn't mean uh, the wine is good. Very often it's the opposite.
0: So with natural wine generally, would you find that this is the case quite often? Yeah, quite often. And does it affect things like ageability, cellaring?
1: No, the, the, the organic wines have exactly the same ageabilities than the conventional one. And uh, you can keep them, of course. They are maybe a little
0: bit more fragile,
1: but as any wine, you have to keep them at the right temperature and then there's no problem with them. Oh, okay.
0: Um, Now, you didn't mention before, but you're from France originally? Yeah, I am. (laughs) Okay. And, I mean, France has quite a reputation, or did have, for being quite conventional to the types of wine. Is it a more new phenomenon that there's been more natural wine produced in France?
1: Well, France has been one of the first countries uh, in Europe to produce uh, organic wines. It's a very mm. strong trend. After we had a very famous wines, very well established wines, a lot of premier cru. But what people have to know is the very, very expensive Bordeaux or very expensive Burgundy, mm. like Gondi have always been natural because mm. those wines, as they were expensive, uh, could work that way. And focus completely on quality. The problem came with uh, the wine that need to make volume and that need to be cheap. It means this problem of quality price ratio. Yeah. Then the, the most you need to produce, uh, the cheapest you need to be, then uh, you have to find technique, you know, and this is where the problem came from. Mm. But now there's an, an evolution and people come back to something which is traditional, close to the terroir, and uh, authentic. That's a a very, very big trend.
0: So that's a big trend in terms of winemaking in France. As you just mentioned, it's not entirely new that in some of the mm. most well-known regions it's been happening, but how about for the consumer in both Europe and in Asia? Is 2022 going to be a year where people are more interested in things that are natural, do you think?
1: I think in Europe it's already uh, for many years now and uh, the market is really growing, growing, mm. growing. Some, a lot of restaurants are, are completely organic in their wine menu. Asia is its different between countries. Japan was very, very, very in advance. Hong Kong was a bit late. But those last years, the market really started to flourish and uh, we have more and more demands. I would say in Hong Kong today, the first class restaurants have at least 50 to 60% of their wine list, which is organic.
0: Wow, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And uh, if you go to middle range restaurants, you have a a bigger and bigger proportion of organic
0: wine. How about from the retail sales point of view? Is it being felt? When people
1: understand what it is, because there is a a problem of uh, communication, when, when they understand, they go for it. And when they go for it, they usually do not go back to conventional wine because they taste better. Mm. and they are more interesting, and you know, your taste is changing. Mm. And uh, when you learn to drink uh, good wine, you, know, you don't come back to yeah. <laughs> bad wine. <laughs> right,
0: sure. right. Also, also it's, um, in, in today's world, perhaps it's more of a conversation piece, because the way that they're made without chemicals and possibly without pesticides that are mm. causing some damage that's hard to remove from the land. Do you think this is part of it, the conservation side? It's very important because, you know, a vineyard, an organic vineyard is going
1: to, of course, there's almost uh, no pollution, mm. but it's also giving more work to people because everything is handmade. And um, so you have a little bit of everything. When you drink organic wine, it's first good for yourself because the wine is supposed to be better. I don't say all the organic wines are better because mm. organic is just the way to make it. But after, if you have a bad winemaker the wine will not be good it will be organic but bad right so you have to choose good wines but when you choose good wines uh it's good for you but it's good also for the for the production for earth and for the ecosystem Mm. yeah
0: okay you um have mentioned french wines where else are either you supplying wine from or that you just personally respect in the way of natural wine production today
1: Well, now it's more and more, but I would say in Europe, the three biggest countries are France, Spain, and Italy. Mm. Uh, Now you have more and more organic wines in Australia, New Zealand, uh, South Africa, Argentina, Mm. Chile. So uh, I would say you have organic wines almost everywhere now, uh, in California as well. So it's possible to find in any country good organic wine today.
0: And in Hong Kong, is there a good representation for all of those places that you mentioned?
1: Yes, so, uh, the, the French wines are traditionally very strong on the Hong Kong mm. market. I think it's almost 50% of the, of the, of the sales. Wow. So it's, it's quite big. But, uh, in Hong Kong, you can find wines from, from everywhere. Uh,
0: and yeah. uh, the natural and organic ones from those places? The, the organic wines, I would say
1: today in, in the market in Hong Kong, maybe something like 10 to 15%. Mm. But it's really growing. So, uh, uh Hong Kong will catch back. Uh, on the other countries yeah
0: so for people who are interested and haven't really investigated uh, the world of natural and organic wines how would you suggest that they that they begin well they can the best way is
1: to try uh, after you have master classes, we do master class here mm-hmm. uh, during uh, one two hours. We explain what it is, how to drink it how, it, how it's made, and help people to discover it. They can speak also with the sommelier when they go to good restaurants or to the restaurant manager, and uh, try to to talk with people who have this knowledge. They can also read a little bit, uh, make research on internet, mm. and the best way is to try, drink.
0: So as well as the masterclasses that you have where you can introduce maybe some specific regional wines or you might have themes like that, you also have a club, don't you?
1: Yeah, we create uh, a club for our private consumers and uh, members of the club uh, have access to all of our wines, of course, but also to our masterclasses and uh, can come here to enjoy our showroom, Mm. try one when they want with friends. And it's a very, very good way to, to discover as well.
0: Right. Yeah. Do you have um tasting parties that are less formal than masterclasses?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Masterclass is not that formal. It's more a way to give some skills mm. and uh, help people to discover and enjoy, but usually it's very fun. It's not like something boring.
0: Okay, not too strict. <laughs> not too strict. At all. Okay, <laughs> if you don't get the right uh, uh, qualities of the wine, you're not going to be told off. Yes, exactly. Okay, okay thank you very much, loop and uh, please tell us where people can find you online.
1: Well, online we have a website, 3- www.naturalap.com and uh, after they can visit our showroom in Shangguan as
0: well. Okay, thanks very much for that introduction. Thank you very much. And that was Luke Tomazo of Natural Organic Wine and Five Spirits Distributor explaining the finer points of organic and natural wines. Thank you very much indeed to you, Andrew Dambina, and you can find out more about the masterclasses held in Shangguan on their website naturalap.com. Thank you, Andrew.